Hello, welcome to 180 with Julia Austin. I am your host, Julia Austin. Every episode of 180 features an interview with someone who either completely changed their mind about a major issue or gained a new perspective on something in their life. I hope that you find these stories to be as inspiring as I have. In this episode of 180, I interview Kelly Ryan, who's a tremendous stand-up comic who I really respect. Uh, Kelly grew up very anti-gun and believing that she would never have a gun and that no one should have a gun. And then she had an experience in college that is honestly horrendous, but unfortunately pretty common for women, that had her rethinking the function of firearms in our society. For for everyone listening, this is Kelly Ryan, super hilarious comedian, and um, we're going to talk about guns today, and that you <laughs> that you changed your mind on how you feel about guns. So so if you could yeah, just sort of tell me a little bit about you know, where, where you grew up and the people around you, what was the gun culture? What was the messaging you were getting? Yeah. So, um, I grew up for the most part in Connecticut and, um, it was not common. You know, the the idea of guns, at least, especially in my family was not common or so I thought, (laughs) And uh, it was really just that I had never, I think I had the impression that, oh, no, we don't have any of that in our household, blah, blah, blah. Um, But the truth was that we had just never had to use it. So, yeah, so I think that I grew up thinking like, oh, I don't have any of that in my home. And then as I got older, I found out that we actually did. It's just that I was not aware of it. Um, and none of the kids were so, um, so that was an interesting start because it was like, okay, I have been actively saying how against it I am not even knowing that that's a tool that is, that I have in my house to protect me. (laughs) So, So it started off kind of, kind of funny in that way. Um, and when I went to school, I went to college in Texas and um, was increasingly anti-guns, more and more so, um, because it was so loved in Texas, you know? Um, and I kind of, my first reaction to, was to be just anti-that, you know, like, oh, I'm from the Northeast, we don't need guns. I know this is sounding ridiculous, but it's truly the way that I felt. I'm like, well, in Connecticut, we don't use those. So so at that point, you still didn't know there was a gun back at your house in Connecticut? I knew, but I, like, didn't. I was like, oh, well, it's only, you know, it's my dad's. It's for protection. It's not for, you know, he doesn't go shooting. He doesn't, you know, any of these types of things. So I was still pretty against it, especially against it in terms of, like, college students owning them. Okay. I mean, I might personally be against that exact demographic owning them too, but (laughs) real quick, before we move into the Texas stuff, which I definitely want to hear about, and I'm sure is an interesting culture around guns. um, Was there, did your parents say, talk to you about guns? Were they sort of vocally anti-gun? What did they say about that? Yeah, well, this was, um, so they the first conversation that we really had around it, um, I think once in high school it was mentioned like, Oh yeah, we have one for safety. And I didn't, I was just like, Oh, okay. And didn't really think much of it. Um, but then after I 
I grew up like 15 minutes from Sandy Hook. And after that happened, it was therefore like a big conversation, not only in my my home, but in like the town in general. And because of that, it was like, oh, I'm even more against them than I was to begin with. Um, And I think that's where it kind of kicked off. And that was probably when I was like 19 that that kind of feeling kicked off of, oh, I I don't want anyone to have any of these ever. Um, But uh, that being said, I got to tell you, I, I mean, after that, that nightmare of a situation happened, there's literally no way to describe like the feeling of that town, you know, Uh like, and that's, and I, it's a very hard to explain. And so when I, even now to this day, like when people, I used to date this guy who's fucking moron, um, but he was one of those dudes that his conspiracy was that it never happened. And, (laughs) and that, yeah. And that threw me to the fucking, yeah, it was not, it was really not cool. And I think, um, so even now that's like a sensitive thing. And, uh, but, um, understanding, that that was its own issue and its own situation. And that doesn't represent guns and gun cultural culture in general. That was a difficult thing to understand, you know, and that took some time. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's a part of really developing your mind and becoming an independent thinker is removing some of the personal and probably pretty impactful experiences you've had with a whatever the issue is in this time in this instance it's guns right you had being near sandy hook like wow right so that yeah that's that's a very um unique experience for you to have and connection for you to have with guns Mm -hmm. and i think part of being an independent thinker is eventually removing those experiences you've had from your overall opinion about about a thing which is very hard to do yeah remove yeah, it was it was very difficult to do. And um, I think that I had some friends in college who kind of forced me to think of other situations where you would wish that you had one. So there was this huge um, debate in like 2014 or 2015. Um, and I don't remember if you had heard about it, but Um, They were talking about whether or not TCU, I went to Texas Christian University, whether or not it was going to become like an open carry campus. And I was not for that. And I still don't know if I'm for that or whatever. Um, But a friend of mine had said, because I had been, I had been uh, on TCU's campus, I had been assaulted a few times by different dudes. And uh, my friend had said, like, I know what you've gone through and all this stuff, but if if a girl was on her way home from the library or wherever at night and she had a let's say she had a concealed gun in her backpack, wouldn't you have wanted her to use it if yeah. she needed to? And yeah. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, what? that's a that's a good point. That is a good point. Like, uh, yeah. That is a really good point. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm very, very sorry that what happened to you happened to you, obviously. Um, the story with, you know, what your friend brought up about, you know, the assault, it's 
I think a lot of times for me, the gun conversation also changed when I, I stopped always thinking of a gun carrier as a villain and remember sometimes the gun carrier could be the victim and doesn't that change everything? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It really does. I think that, um, when, when it's seen as more of a tool of self-defense versus a, versus a quote unquote weapon, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that, you know, the whole, the whole conversation changes, you know, you're not just seeing, you're not seeing some guy in a hoodie who's robbing you with a gun. You're seeing someone who, uh, you know, is, is at home with their family and all of a sudden someone shows up that they don't know and, and, you know, is trying to either rob them or steal their car or steal, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just a, it, and especially when you live in super rural areas where if someone comes up walking on your property, it's probably not a good thing. <laughs> oh yeah. And the, and the cops are not going to be there anytime soon either. You know what I no. mean? Yeah. Also the other thing, <laughs> you just brought up a good point. Yeah, go ahead. It's, <laughs> it's very confusing because it's like, okay, I feel as though there's a group of people that are very anti-gun and also Mm anti-police and i understand where you're coming from but at the same time what are you gonna do if something bad happens i know i've thought about that so many times you know (laughs) nick and i have a shotgun and and we have friends who are very anti-gun and bless them for this because it is rare they've decided to still be our friends, even though we own a gun. <laughs> and I've thought, I've thought, you know, the pandemic gets you thinking about the apocalypse, right? Sure. And I was immediately in a place of thinking, well, I would want all of my really good friends, if they're in a tough situation, I want them to come here so we could protect them. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'd be so worried about them. It is funny because you, you obviously, like, you feel ridiculous thinking about what could happen. But then everything just gets seemingly worse. So it's hard to tell <laughs> if you're actually yeah. thinking crazy or if the world could actually go to shit and everyone starts acting a fool. I mean, I don't even download that citizen app or whatever the app is that tells you of the violent shit happening around you. But I'm sure if everyone had that, they would at least have a massive kitchen knife or something. They would be so terrified. (laughs) Maybe it's you get to a point where you become just a little more jaded than you used to be, or at least I definitely did, where I thought, you know what, world peace, it's not going to happen. So (laughs) we're just going to have to say goodbye to that idea and, uh, you know, really have whatever tools needed to protect myself because... The world is just not pretty. It's just not. <laughs> it's it's uh you I think sometimes as you get older and perhaps wiser, you decide to live based on the way the world is rather than mm-hmm. the way you, the you wish the world could be. And maybe you can have a healthy combination in which you do act out some of your life in a way trying yeah. to push push the way you wish the world could be, but you mm-hmm. can't just blindly ignore the way that it is and be unprepared for it. Right. Now at the at the same time you know, do I think everybody should own, you know, an assault rifle? No. <laughs> like, there's probably no need for that. But I think, and, and, but I also think that in America, we like to be very excessive and go, look at how many I have of this powerful thing. You know, I have a friend from Iowa and she has a friend who has a basement of like 18 hanging on the wall and stuff. 
and it's just to have them to collect them and stuff. And I'm like, okay, we don't, we don't need to do that. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to be absurd about it. Um, but you know, I, I think people right now are also just 10 times more scared than they used to be because of everything they can read up on that they used to not be able to, you know, I mean, we've access to every bad thing that happens across the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You, you did mention the moment with your friend saying the girl who was assaulted, imagine if she had a gun, wouldn't she be glad if she had it, if she could use it? Mm -hmm. Um, Was, was that sort of the moment that started to open your mind to a new belief on on guns or was there anything else i think that was the big kicker and then i kind of put myself into the situation it was like wouldn't you want to have one then i was like oh yeah yeah i would probably mm-hmm. and and now you know um i'm at a very different point in my life but but now uh i mean i don't go anywhere without something at least mace or something yeah. um and it's just, again, it's like I I just don't think of the world as positively as I used to. Not that I don't have a good time. I'm having a great time out here. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, things are good. But it, realistically, it's like it, people are trash, you know? <laughs> I think that's the word is realistically, right? It's that some people can think that you have an incredible incredibly pessimistic outlook on life and the world yeah if you you feel that you need a gun it's like no we don't own a gun because we think every day we're gonna have to fight someone off no it's more just the type of thing where my husband calls it our insurance policy it's an insurance policy (laughs) you absolutely hope you never need it and you probably won't need it but let me tell you something if an event would occur where you needed it and you didn't have it the consequences would vary from life changing to life ending. Yeah. And it would just take one event, just the one. That's all it would take. I end up talking to certain people about this and I'm like, oh, you haven't even thought of the bad things that could happen to you. Or you haven't even been really in that bad of a situation because let me tell you, you read the you meet the wrong dude and someone who could really cause you harm or your family harm and you i swear your mind flips on it you're very right there are some individuals who if you are unfortunate to cross their path um or be on their radar Mm -hmm. you you just know that things could get very out of hand i i had an ex-boyfriend like that who looking back that was a person who was capable of doing something very impulsive and yeah. he made some threats of doing so. And I was so young and naive and was like, ah, he just wants me to take him back. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And now I'm like, no, these are um, sometimes this isn't where this ends. Sometimes this is the headline in the news tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I also think there are a lot of people specifically in L.A. that don't have um, like you meet a lot of people here who don't have like families and like don't have kids yet. They're not married or they're not, you know, whatever. And I feel like once you have kids, it's a game changer where you're like, I will do anything to protect my family. Like, Mm -hmm. and unfortunately a steak knife is not going to do the job. If something needs to 
happen. <laughs> As we've seen from every home invasion thriller. Uh, Literally. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just going to say when my friends, you know, do think it's disgusting that we own a gun, I, I'm just kind of, well, I, I, I really do wish people would take a, a less black and white approach to a lot of things. Cause I'm just sitting there thinking just some of these friends that get so upset. They've known me for 15 years and it's like, you've known me for a long time. I'm fortunate to not struggle with mental illness. I have no anger issues. I have never exhibited violence towards anyone. And I happen to know that you think I'm a very reasonable person. So what's the issue with me, Julia, owning this gun, in your opinion? Do you know what, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's that they're separating the person from the issue that they have at hand. You know, they're just like, well, we've taken this adamant stance. And if we go back on it now for one person, then, you know, that's right. not good. But it's like, well... You know, you don't have to stand by the same thing for forever. Right. And I mean, isn't that the isn't that sort of a virus that's sweeping the nation was just separating the person from the issue and uh, yeah, just general sweeping statements and beliefs about people. And uh, sorry, I don't have an app. Do you own a gun now? Yeah. Yeah. So when people find out this about you, you're saying some people are like, you must be a Republican. You must be this. You must be that. Is that something mm -hmm. you come across a lot? Those types of opinions? I mean, I think people are definitely kind of thinking that stuff about me to begin with, just because <laughs> just because I don't my social media isn't a fucking activist page. So I think that, you know, it, it, there's a reason for that. I don't want it to be that. I don't want it to showcase all of i don't want to get in conversations with people on the internet about my political mm -hmm. beliefs that's not my thing um if someone Isn't wants that interesting the fact that you don't want to has made people make a different decision about what your politics must be literally literally it's so weird it's like just because i i won't you know blast the feed with all these infographics about how homeless people rule or something doesn't mean that I am a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Sticking to the the gun stuff. So so you your your family, they know that you you own a gun now. Yeah. Um and you know, they don't care. They're like as long as you, you know, it's in a safe spot and it's, you know, everyone knows everyone in the apartment knows that you have it and they do, then you know, it's not a big deal, but I mean, when people come over, I don't tell them that it's here. It's not as, I mean, but that being said, though, you walk into our living room, it looks like people who are 60 years old live here. I mean, Bruce and I <laughs> have hung up a bunch of cowboy shit, like all this stuff. Like you could make the assumption on your own. <laughs> you have cowboy stuff everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, okay. So also that. it kind of started as a joke, but um, I went to this weird store that had a bunch of like old people shit and we have uh, this sheet music of the Star Spangled Banner, which I thought was funny, but apparently it does come off as that we're like, every day we wake up and say the Pledge of Allegiance, and I, <laughs> and that's not really how it's in here at all. So we've kind of toned down on some well, of that kind of stuff. But <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other. It's not entirely a whole other topic. It is the. The stereotyping that goes on around people who are gun owners is also that they are patriots. And also, if you are a patriot, that you are racist and this and that yeah. and all these problems. And, and it's like this 
picture that people paint of a gun owner. And I'm over here. I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I have a Swedish citizenship. I have a rescued poodle. I own some <laughs> fucking kim- kimonos that I have. I meditate. You know what I mean? And I have a gun. Like, you don't know me. Yeah. You think you know me because I have this gun. You, you don't. You know what I mean? The image of you having a headshot with a poodle and a gun is hilarious. Yeah, I, I should probably do exactly that <laughs> for my next round of headshots. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, I mean... To me, it's such a um, it's kind of insulting that people do think it's so polarizing and will push all these other, um, I guess, beliefs onto you just because you do have one. It's just it's insulting because it's like, really, you think just because I want to protect myself and my family that I also hate gay people you think like that just doesn't make any sense yeah where did those where did boy you really pulled those dots to connect out of fucking nowhere where did those like, where? literally it's like it's like i don't know why you think like people are complicated and when you're putting people in these boxes that's where you know that's where all these troubles come from you know like yeah. and and the other thing is that most people would be surprised how people around them feel. Um, I think, but they just don't ask. They just don't, they don't ask. I, I think that there's probably a shocking number of comedians that are in our same boat, but just never talk about it because if they do, we're going to get freaking blacklisted. I don't know. I just, a lot of the nicest people I know have them to protect themselves and their family. And uh, if you think they suck, then you suck. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. It, it would be. I think it would be so incredibly eye-opening and important for some people to, honestly, if we could all just bring, if say, starting with me as an example, if I could bring everyone who I consider is in my world, in my life, in my network, ranging from acquaintances to neighbors to good friends to occasional friends, comedians I work with, everyone in my network, and just bring them around me. Let's say it's just a couple hundred people. Mm -hmm. And if I were to start to ask who here owns a gun, Uh, who here uh, doesn't believe in the vaccine, who here votes this way, who here votes that way. And if people Mm -hmm. really did honestly answer the question and sort of, you know, raise their hand or moved over to be in a group to show, it would be so eye opening to see how unexpected it is, who who raised their hand and how important it is to see that like, what are you going to do? Are you really going to write people out of your life that you've sometimes uh, loved and been close to or worked with for years just because you learned this? Nothing actually changed right now just because you learned this about them. Nothing changed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's uh, I think most people would be very, very shocked at what they would come across. Um and, you know, they can talk their shit online about like, oh, I would never be friends with so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, well, you probably just haven't asked the people around you these types of questions because you'd yeah. be shocked at what you'd see. <laughs> you would be shocked. And if you're going to start living a life where you're just cutting people out of your life who don't share are there all their val- beliefs are not exactly in line with all of yours, you'd be pretty lonely at the end. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um you know, it's it's too bad because I think a lot of this is due to uh the internet and what we read online and um 
you know, it's not helping keeping people out of these boxes at all. Um, and, you know, it sounds ridiculous to be like the media, but it really, <laughs> the well, media is really a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I used to always hear people say uh, the liberals control the media. And I just heard it. And I don't really know exactly what that meant. And then I started paying more attention because I actually finally started giving some thought to my own honestly, my own political beliefs for the first time this year. And I'm pretty decidedly moderate and like, mm -hmm. might even start voting independent. Yeah. Um, and now I pay close attention and I do see these little things like I'll be watching a show and there'll be someone in the show who's Republican. And maybe the show isn't even really about politics. This is a very small detail, but the Republican is always kind of fat and kind of dumb. Do you know what I mean? It's yep. just like, and it's just like, that's just like a little detail that like I see popping up a lot, even when it's unrelated to the plot of the show. And, yep. and you do, I'm like, oh, I see. It is these like this subliminal messaging. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's overt messaging, but, so, but even when it's not overt, you have the subliminal going on. And another way perhaps that uh, the left controls the media is that if a story becomes big in the media about a gun, it is about a, a gun being used for bad. There is never going to be a story that goes, right. it really makes it big about someone saving someone's life with a gun, a civilian saving someone. Oh, yeah. No, or, well, that's saving themselves, right? Yeah. But that's, you know, and that's the problem is, is that that kind of news doesn't instill any fear. So people aren't going to watch and pay attention to it. Yeah. You know, like people, the news just wants you to be scared because if you're scared, you're going to keep watching because you got to keep up and make sure that no one with the gun is just shooting around your town. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Maybe it is uh, about the instilling fear thing less than it is about pushing certain belief things in terms of what gun stories get get publicized. But mm -hmm. I I do think there is value in showing those stories oh definitely i mean if they if <laughs> i think that um if if we all kind of shifted to paying attention more to the successes in the world that we would all be much happier but um i don't see that happening anytime soon <laughs> no yeah <laughs> that is um that is a fact um Wow. Well, I don't know. I think we covered a lot of really great stuff. It's very important to me that we got through everything that you wanted to say. Was there more you wanted to share about your experience with just with this, with this change? And like I kind of said before, just don't attach all these different opinions to someone just based on one thing that they believe in. It's not, it's not cool. <laughs> I will literally use that soundbite in the trailer for this podcast. That is like, that is the essence of the core of this entire podcast. Really. <laughs> if you'd like to find out where Kelly is performing next, you can check out her show schedule at kellycomedy.com. If you have your own great 180 story or know someone who does, please submit it to me on Instagram at 180 with Julia Austin.